We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. They lose their rookie, Quentin Grimes, perhaps for a little bit of time with a knee injury. They did get a magnificent 46-point performance from R.J. Barrett. But this will be the Knicks' fourth straight loss and 1-8 and eight in their last nine games. Okay. Hello there. So, um... Doing tonight's post game, obviously, from a remote location here in beautiful Palm Beach, Florida, um, to celebrate. We're gonna celebrate. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good good post game. We're gonna keep it happy uh, because as much as our Knicks still suck, nothing has changed there. Uh, they still have no point guard. Uh, they are still not a very good team. Um, we have on our hands. A very exciting young player by the name of R.J. Barrett. Um, R.J. Barrett tonight became the second Nick in history, 21 years or younger, to score at least 46 points in the game. He finished one point short of Carl Braun. Carl Braun, a name that um, not many people know, uh, played for the Knicks a long, long time ago. He accomplished the feat in 1947 against some team with the abbreviation PRO. I'm actually going to find out who that is. Yes, the Providence Steamrollers, ladies and gentlemen. That is who Carl Braun accomplished his 47-point game against. Um, R.J. Barrett, of course, did it against the Heat. Um, The difference, of course, being that Carl Braun, other than the fact that it was 1947, um, did this on 35 shots. Uh, R.J. Barrett scored his 46 points um, on a mere 20 Make sure I got this right. 22 shots. Um, It was a majestic night. Um, It was a night that uh, anybody who had any doubts left about this young man, what he's capable of, um, how important he is to the franchise, um, how much better of a prospect he is than anybody else on this roster. 
It's amusing to me that uh, very, very silly and stupid people like myself had the audacity over the past couple of years to question whether or not he was the best asset on the team. Um, he is the best asset on the team. Uh, he's the best player on the team. Um, it's not close. Um, he is he is the best thing the New York Knicks have going. Um, it was a pleasure to watch him tonight. Uh, he was in command of all of his faculties. And the fact that he did it in the way that he did it tonight with getting to the free throw line 22 times, as I just tweeted out a little bit ago, only six players in NBA history, age 21 or under, have ever gotten to the line more times in a game than R.J. Barrett did tonight at 22. Um, I mean, that's the way he needs to play. You know, throwing the nine rebounds. It was annoying, by the way, that uh, Julius Randle stole a rebound from him in the last few minutes of the game. Would have given him uh, a 40 and 10 game, which would have been a nice feather in his cap. I'm not going to talk about Julius Randle tonight. I'm not going to. Well, I mean, I will talk about Julius Randle tonight. I'm not going to open by talking about Julius Randle tonight or, quite frankly, any other Knicks tonight, because none of the other guys who were on the floor um, deserved deserved to have their um, names uttered in this opening monologue. Um, this is a one man show. Again, uh, everybody else. Not very good. R.J. Barrett, freaking awesome. Um, what does it mean moving forward? You know, I, I, I think <sighs> I think he is a, he is he is now at least entered the conversation um, of the sort of guy who stars around to, around the league will look at what he did. And look at what he's been doing, because this is obviously this isn't one night. He's been doing this. You know, some people will be like, oh, he's been doing this for almost three seasons. I would argue against that. I, I will maintain that his, his rookie year was not a great year, although terrible circumstances. He toughed it out. Um, he put up his numbers. Good for him. But for me, this has been something that has been going on in earnest for six weeks to two months now. Um, I think people around the league are taking notice. And I think. People, you know, again, we, we always jump the gun with this stuff. I don't want to talk about what stars are, are, are maybe potentially going to look here and be like, oh, I want to play with that guy. There's obviously one very obvious name who may make himself um, someone that, you know, teams may want to trade for in the near future. Um, you know, but this is about RJ because the Knicks should just be happy they have him. I'm happy they have him. Um, and I'll, I'll end this by saying as someone who has been, uh, at times I will say lukewarm, um, on RJ's ceiling and have, and as someone who has doubted whether or not RJ had the, you know, had those just those things where you like watch a guy, watch a young player and be like, Ooh, that dude's going to be a star someday. I was someone who pushed back on that. And I said, I didn't like some of the stuff that I saw at times. I didn't love how he was around the rim. Um, I, I Basically, that's it. I didn't love how he was around the rim. And I was like, how could someone who is that inconsistent around the rim ever turn out to be that great of a player when the thing that he's going to need to be great at is being, being able to convert around the rim? Um, and specifically, even more than that, get to the line. And tonight, again, getting to the line 22 times, being as as manipulative as he was at getting to the rim, at converting around the rim. Obviously, the three-pointers helped a lot tonight as well. 
um, anybody who has the audacity to doubt RJ um, from here on in needs to uh, have their head examined. He was that good. Um, I have nothing else to say about him. And uh, I have nothing else to say about this game because, again, the rest of the team stunk. And uh, this team stinks. And uh, I thought they would perhaps come out and make a little bit of a second-half push behind Derrick Rose. Obviously, Derrick Rose did not play. This is the umpteenth game this year and this year, uh, this decade, this however many decades, this team doesn't have a point guard. It showed again, uh, but such is life. All right. Got a lot of comments in the Super Chat. Uh, we are going to get to them right now, starting off with one of my favorites, Haitian Ferg. Always appreciate you, Haitian. Appreciate the generous contribution. Miss Grimes of Miami went zone. Yeah, good job by you, Um with something that should definitely be, I should have mentioned at the top. We hope Grimes is all right. Uh, based on what the amateur Twitter doctors uh, seem to be diagnosing him. Well, we know what he's diagnosed with uh, the subligated patella. Is that it? Um, seems like a four to six week thing. Wouldn't be shocked if we didn't see him again this year. Um, massive loss hurt tonight. It'll hurt moving forward. Although it does clear up their rotation issues, but we'll get to that later. Um, anyway, missed free throws and unforced uh, turnovers, huge unforced turnovers, really killed us. Nice to see RJ tonight, but Julius was a wet blanket. Quickly still can't run point. Kid played, but that was nice to see. But damn. Yeah, I mean, look, like, I, I'm not going to go on any kind of a, a silly rant tonight because nobody wants to hear that. But, like, you know, there's a reason Quickly's not running point, um, at least for a team that is still trying to win games. He'll run a lot of points for the rest of this year because this team uh, is going to transition to something other than winning games being the first priority. Um, but then again, at the same time, it's like, was he worse than Kem- uh, Kemba Walker? No. Um, is he a worse point guard than Alec Burks? I mean, I don't know. Um, yeah, but like, you know, I don't, I don't, this is where I don't blame people for, for being angry that we've seen Point Burke so much this year. Like, what is he? Is he 5% better than quickly? Is he 10% better than quickly? Like, whatever it is, was it worth it for this team this year to do that? Um, as opposed to just let quickly work out the kinks? No, he's not a very good point guard right now. Maybe he'll never be a, a, a good NBA point guard or a good enough NBA point guard to warrant. Uh, the type of minutes, you know, at that position that, that a lot of people want to give him. But there's only one way to find out. And you saw a little bit of that tonight. It wasn't great. Um, it happens. But, yeah, the free throws, the, the sloppy ball movement. As for Julius, like, the, here's the sad thing. I actually thought Julius's process was pretty good tonight. It's literally everything else that was terrible. His execution was awful. His decision-making was terrible. Um, he obviously couldn't hit a shot. But I thought he played hard. I thought he, you know, he was fast. Um, I didn't mind any of his shot attempts. Um, he was just, he was just terrible. He just executed incredibly poorly. Um, good process, awful execution. Um, Hannibal Miles, what's going on, Hannibal? I actually have no issues with the coaching tonight. Hannibal, I'm sure you're going to be one of the few. I'm sure somebody, somebody out there will come up with, uh, something or many things that the coach did wrong tonight. But again, I digress. Uh, turnovers and free throws. One day we'll see a 50 spot from RJ. I thought we were going to get it tonight. I looked it up. I looked up uh, all the guys in NBA history that had a 50 spot at age 21 or younger. Uh, I think it's only eight or nine guys. He was close. He was close. We'll get there. He'll get there. He may get there before the end of the season. He's good enough. He's talented enough. He's driven enough. Um, 
you know, so that's encouraging. Uh, Ryan Hoang, what's going on, Ryan? Good to hear from you. I'm happy tonight. RJ continues to prove he's a franchise cornerstone and another loss for the tank. Praise for Grimes, though. That's a tough injury. Yeah, it is a tough injury. Again, I, Grimes, I think a lot of people have been saying or were saying, especially after RJ went down, um, Grimes was the one guy on this team that, like, you could look forward to watching every night. Um, he brought it hard on defense. His decision-making was always sound. He played like a 10-year vet, made shots, good defense, the whole thing. And now he's probably going to be lost for the year. The only bright side, and I don't know if it's a bright side, but we'll take whatever silver linings we could get, right? We're Nick fans. Um, is you're going to get a chance to see Cam. You know, you're probably going to get a chance to see Deuce, whereas I think that was maybe up in the up in the air a little bit. Def- you're definitely getting Deuce now, especially with the Rose news. Um, moving forward, not, not the next couple games, but like once his team officially falls out of it. Um, but yeah, it's a tough break. Um, but he'll be fine. He'll be fine next year. He'll be a big part of the team next year. You know, it sucks for him. He was putting together a great rookie year. Maybe had an outside shot or all rookie, but, uh, yeah, tough, tough break for him, but looks like he's going to be okay. Kevin Danishevsky, what's going on, Kev? Um, I will take tonight except for the Grimes injury. Thank God, not more serious. Officials believe in the leap for RJ. Also, I think it's time to play Deuce. Yeah, I mean, look, again, we're we're past the point of the conversation where it's like, is Deuce the best player for this team right now? Is he the is he the answer at point guard? Like, that doesn't matter. This team is, you know, whatever that. I don't I don't even care what the record is at this point. You know, it doesn't matter. Um, Throw the kid out there. See what he's got. Um, but look, they're still trying to win games. How much longer does that go on for? Does it take another two losses in a row, three losses in a row, four out of five, five out of six, six out of eight, like at some point. And and look, I think it started tonight. I think you started to see like Obi Toppin coming in with, uh, two minutes and change left to go in the first quarter and staying in until there was like. He definitely stayed in there for – it seemed like at least – his stint, given how Ju- – and I, I, here's the thing. I know Julius didn't shoot it well to start. I thought Julius prayed, played pretty well at the beginning of the game. Um, Obi still got eight minutes of run, which is like more than you'd normally see. Was it enough for most people? Of course not. Um, but he got some good run. You saw Jericho Sims get in there instead of Taj Gibson. I definitely think that was notable. Like, again, all of these things you have to think. There has been ample communication between the front office and Tom Thibodeau over the last several days, week, whatever, in which it's like, okay, um, you could still try to win games. You could still try to play your vets, but like enough with the Taj Gibson bullshit, enough with the Nerlens and the well, whether or not Nerlens and the was even available tonight. Like give Roby some run, give quickly some run at point guard, like do all of these things, like meet us halfway. And tonight it felt like Tibbs was, trying to meet them halfway. It didn't work out, obviously, because the kids weren't very good. Nobody was very good other than RJ Barrett. Um, but it was, um, yeah, it was it was, it was, was encouraging to see. But, yeah, we need more deuce. No other way to say it. Mello from Toronto. What's going on, my man? John and KFF, I've missed you all. Yeah, I know. I've, I've missed you guys, too. It's been, although I have to admit, it's been very nice to get away and uh, get a little mental, mental break. Um, this is RJ's team. Yes, it is. 
I don't care about the outcome. I'm glad this was in front of a national TV. Yeah, good call there. I actually didn't watch the national TV broadcast. I watched the uh, the Miami broadcast because uh, I was down here and I was just curious to hear what a Heat broadcast was like. Uh, I wasn't very impressed. Um, they love them some Tyler Harrell, let me tell you. Uh, I oh uh, by the way, F ESPN's halftime crew for not acknowledging RJ's performance and F Stephen A. Yeah, I don't. Um, as you guys who have listen to me for some time now. No, I don't pay any attention to ESPN. Um, it's a waste of, it's a waste of time. Uh, and it's a waste of your time. So, uh, don't pay attention. Uh, Robert Cross, what's going on, Roberts? How are things down in the aisles? Uh, first time long time, or excuse me, down in San Diego. First time, long time, John, this setup is throwing me off. I apologize. RJ is a number one option. Hashtag cutlets will never let you down. Look, whether what 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 RJ is as an NBA player, what his ceiling is will bear itself out over the the coming years. It doesn't matter though right now because the Knicks know they have a cornerstone. Um, whether he's a number one or a number two, doesn't matter. They have a twenty one year old kid who can go out there and score an efficient uh, forty six points. And moments never too big. Um, he's made for the city. He's made for the stage. The like the notion that they would like trade him this like that. There's no like there's no realistic trade package that RJ Barrett like that. That conversation is done. Whereas that was a very real conversation, you know, before the season um, with the whole Dame thing. Like at least that conversation's over. We could put that behind us. And you could just move forward and say, like, look, okay, we have one of our guys. What is he? We'll see. Um, but we have one of our guys. So that's great. And that's all I really care about. Matt Smith, what's going on, Matt? Try to think of good things in the future, like Zion being in blue and orange. Uh, Julius, this year's pick, and what else is the cost in your mind? Uh, it, it only took seven, what was it, seven comments, six comments to get to the first Zion question. Um I mean, look, uh, I wrote it today. I I don't think Zion's ever going to play another game for the Pelicans. I think he's going to ask out the summer. Or he's going to make it very – like, here's how it's going to go. They're going to offer him some kind of extension, whether they offer him the full boat or they offer him something less than the full boat. He's not going to agree. And then, uh, you know, the bidding war will be on. And the Knicks are going to be one of several teams who are going to be in on that. Um, what's it going to cost? Like, you know, the, the, the notion that like Randall's going to be some like significant part of the package is like, I, you know, I think if you're New Orleans and you, and you, and you trade for, even with the injury issues, cause obviously those are significant. If you, if you're trading a guy like Zion Williamson, you, you have to get back the best young player available unless you have a guy in Zion who is making a lot of noise and is going to try to dictate where he goes. And I don't, I think he's going to be like a lot of guys and he's going to have his list of teams and it's not going to be one team or two teams. I think he's going to have teams at the top of his list. I think the Knicks will be on the list. I think the Heat will be on the list. Probably another team or two, you know, and it's like, who wants to pay the price? Um, and that, here's the other part about it with, that's tough with New Orleans is they have so many picks already. And a lot of those picks 
or from the Lakers who might not be very good in a few years or like next year. Like, it, you know, the Lakers picks, like those are valuable. So like how many first round picks do you need if you're New Orleans? Um, that's why I said you got to get the best young player available. Um, can the Knicks, you know, find themselves in like a three-way deal or a four-way deal where they could send that player to, to New Orleans? But it's tough because like you look at all the teams around the league who might trade a really good young player like Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City has Shea Gilders Alexander. First of all, they probably want Zion Williamson. Even if they didn't, uh, if Zion didn't want to go there, like they have a million picks themselves. So it's not like the Knicks are going to trade picks there and then send SGA to New Orleans. It's going to be really tough. Zion's going to need to play a big part in the process. And oh, by the way, the Knicks are going to have to be convinced that they want to invest everything in a guy who's played however many NBA games he's played in the last three years. Um, I don't know. It's going to be a really tricky situation, but I expect it to be the storyline that dominates this summer. That's for sure. Um, we'll see. Uh, Jessica, what's going on, Jessica? Good to see you. I've missed you. There's a few positives to walk away from uh, this with. We're probably not going to win many games. So we might as well find the bright spots where we see them. Of course, RJ was phenomenal tonight. He's just going to get better and better. Yeah. Um, Listen, RJ was bright enough that we didn't need any other bright spots tonight. Um, I did think that for people who still care about such things, I did think they came out and played hard tonight. I thought they played hard throughout. I thought their process was good. Again, for the most part, um, they were just outclassed. They were they were they were outclassed by a better team, um, and they couldn't miss. They couldn't make shots. Like other than this is a scary thing that I'm going to look up. Um, other than R.J. Barrett, the Knicks tonight shot, oh boy, 17 of 53. I, that's not great. That's not great. That is, that is uh, like 31%. You're not going to win many games when you shoot 31% against the Heat, uh, who are like the third or fourth or fifth best offense in the league. Um, not great. By the way, uh, this from Fred Katz. Thank you, Fred. Per Tom Thibodeau, or per Fred Katz, I should say. Uh, this is a Tom Thibodeau quote. Oh, wait, where'd it go? Um, hold on. I'll pull it up in a second. The internet here is, is not my friend. Um, but I think it's going to be something along the uh, Yes, here we go. Um, basically, that playing Jericho Sims tonight was... Yeah, here we go. Uh, Tibbs said he played Jericho Sims over Noel and Taj tonight because we want to get a look at Jericho. Said he wanted him to gain some more experience. So there you go. There's another domino, you know, towards this team starting to get some more looks at youth. Maybe we – who knows? Maybe at this rate, maybe we see Deuce in the next week or two. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Drew P., what's going on, Drew? Developing RJ is more important than anything. No disagreement there. What RJ does over the next six weeks is by far the most important thing where this franchise is concerned. Um, and you got to keep him happy, too. Stevens Giamme, RJ is a star. Hope you and your family are having a great vacation. We are having a great vacation. Thank you for asking. Again, um, for anybody who doesn't know, I've been down in, in uh, Palm Beach for the last week, uh, leaving tomorrow, heading back. Uh, it's been relaxing. Definitely been in, enjoying getting away from it all. <clears throat> Not that this team has been trying on me. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's been great. So, uh, 
But look, we got 22 games left, so um, looking forward to that too. Forgotten NYC. Good question here. Gun to your head. Is Julius gone in the summer? Oh, boy. Um, Julius gone in the summer. I still think it would have to be the right deal. Someone would have to want him. Someone would have to want him and someone would, would need to would need to be willing. Someone would, would, would need to be willing to look at him and say, we believe that there's still a really helpful player in there. Maybe not a, you know, even a number two on a title team, but so like the, again, the, the, I, the, the teams that, that come up again and again and again, I wrote about them, I think on Monday, right. You know, teams that are like kind of desperate, who have a player that they need to appease, whether it's Portland with Dame or Washington with Bradley Beal. Um, you know, those are the two obvious ones to me. And like both of those teams could put together packages. Obviously you'd kill to get um, an Anthony Simons on your, on your team, but like the Knicks are not gonna, like they're not going to salary dump them. I just don't see this front office operating that way. Maybe I'm wrong. I kind of hope. I, I mean, I would. I would love to see him gone. I, I've, I've maintained that. I know what he's done over the last seven games before tonight. I, I all, all I care about is that it's increased his trade value. Um, he's not someone that I want to be in business with moving forward. Um, but uh, you know, we'll see. Gun to my head. Do I think he's gone? No. I hope I'm wrong. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? 
you won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Yuri Pereira. Jeez, John, this is one of those nights where you don't see a future for Mitchell Robinson. He did basically close to nothing. So, like, again, this is good comment, but, like, yeah, this is nothing new for Mitch, unfortunately. Like, when he plays really great centers like a Bam Adebayo, like, Bam Adebayo completely neutralizes him. He's not going to get on the offensive glass against a, te- against a Bam Adebayo. And he's certainly not going to be able to do anything on offense. He's not going to be able to get his bullshit lobs that he gets against these teams that are half asleep that give up those things. Um, against a team like the Miami Heat. Like, that's – you're just not getting that. And that's why, ultimately, at the end of the day, the Knicks should draw – are wise to draw a line in the sand and say, this is what we think you're worth, and we're not going to go over that. Now, what is that number? Is it 12? Is it 13? Is it 14? Is it two? Is it three years? Is it, you know, maybe a little bit of guaranteed money in the fourth year? Do you even need to go that far? I don't know, but, like – the, the problem now, and like, look, this front office is going to be really tested because they look like shit after last offseason, and they have a chance to have some real egg on their face this offseason if, if this Mitch thing goes aside because they had God knows how many opportunities to make sure that they at the very least got something for this dude. They could have made him restricted last summer. They said they didn't want to do that. They had a chance to trade him at this deadline for reasons that maybe will come out more clearly in the coming months. They didn't do that either. You cannot lose him for nothing. That would be an abomination as a franchise if you lost him for nothing. Um, But if some stupid team comes away and blows him away with some, like, you know, four for 70 offer or something, are you supposed to match that if you're the Knicks? No, that's bad money. Um, At the same time, like, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I hope they know what they're doing, though. That's for shit, sure. Uh, Alex, what's going on, Alex? RJ deserves so much better than this front office and fossil head coach. Uh, there we go. Of course, we get our comment blaming Tibbs tonight. Um, I have zero interest in more Tibbs. Two minutes for Deuce is a disgrace. Um, yeah, I don't know. You uh, maybe uh, maybe RJ will get traded this summer, and and you could go root for that team. I don't I don't really know. Uh, Hush Zoo. Uh, hold on here. Um, here we go. RJ really had 50% of the Knicks points. I can't keep watching quick throw overhead passes out of bounds. Um, play deuce. Trade Randall Fournier and Burks. Cam is very odd to watch. He's like good and bad. Um, so Cam is uh, more bad than good. Like a player who does a thing once or twice or three times a game that's like cool and exciting and fun. uh, But the rest of the time kind of stinks. That's like an exciting rookie. Maybe it's an exciting second year player. It's usually not a very exciting third year player. Um, You know, but we'll see. I'm happy to attribute it to rust for a little while longer. I'm curious what he looks like. If he gets 20, 25 minutes a game, we'll see that I'm sure in due time. Um, yeah, play deuce, please. Quickly, you know, struggling, but give him. I mean, like again, 
this roster is still bereft of talent. They tried to get some more talent in the building this summer. Uh, they, they failed. And, uh, you know, the young talent has been uneven. So play them, let them work through the kinks. I still believe in quickly uh, moving forward. And uh, we'll see what happens. As far as trading Randall Fournier Burks, like you got to find player teams who, who want those players. Um, here's another one from Hush Zoo. With all these reports, do you go for Zion? Uh, outside of bringing in a point guard, the Knicks need to finally get a stretch, I'm assuming. Would you offer Brunson four for 80 or four for 85? I, I don't, I'll, I, either one. I don't really care. Like to me, if you have a guy that is a true, like dribble pass shoot threat, who is not going to be played off the floor on defense and who most importantly is consistent, which is the difference between a guy like Jalen Brunson and a guy like Tim Hardaway Jr. or Evan Fournier. Like Jalen Brunson, I think there are a little bit more questions defensively for him than there are for a guy like, you know, a Malcolm Brogdon or a guy like Fred Van Fleet. Like you'd love to put Brunson in the Brogdon Van Vliet mode. Um, he's a little small and like Van Fleet's a fucking bulldog on defense. At the same time, like if you tell me that I, I could get Brunson for four for 80 or even four for 85 today, would I do it? Yeah, I'd do it. I mean, he's a good basketball player. He's always going to be a good basketball player. He's always going to help your team win games. Um, and worst case scenario, you're going to be able to trade that contract. So yes, I would do that in a second. Their need for a stretch five. I mean, like, yeah, it'd be nice. I think it's a little overblown. Um, and then Zion, yeah, of course you go for Zion, but it's like, you know, what's the price? Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Jason M. IQ needs minutes with RJ and Randall, not with the bench unit. Um, that's fair. Um, he got some minutes with those guys in the fourth quarter. Didn't uh, didn't work out so well. Um, but you know, happy to give him more. Uh, it's that time of the season again where you're throwing shit against the wall and seeing what sticks and uh, look only good could come of it. Right. Because worst case scenario, you give the play young players more experience. They fall flat on their face. And then you kind of at least know what you have. Like these guys don't have a ton of trade value anyway. So um, more, one more from Alex Zion sure took note of tonight's game. I'm sure he's already envisioning himself on this roster with RJ and yes, Cam after Julius Randall gets moved. Um, yeah, uh, something tells me that Zion Williamson may not be making his decision on where he would like to request a trade to based on uh, Cam Reddish, but it can't hurt, right? We'll see. Bad eyesight. What's going on, bad eyesight? With everything going on in the world, I can't complain about this stupid team. Good call on that one. Comment of the night. Uh, I'm happy Mitch's family is okay. Yeah, his dad, I think there was some worry that Something was going on with his dad. Uh, shocked he's with the team. Stay safe. Yeah, that's the other thing about Mitch tonight, we should say. Um, was he a little distracted? I don't know. Mitch doesn't necessarily – like, I don't know. I shouldn't say anything. Um, we should give Mitch the benefit of the doubt tonight. Um, didn't have a great game. Maybe some stuff was on his mind. I, I admittedly forgot about that 
um, until just now, but you never know. Uh, Vasilis Papas, what's going on? RJ's progress is insane. Is he an alpha? Good morning from Greece. Go Knicks. Go Olympiacos. Yes. Good morning to you. Uh, to Greece. Uh, is RJ an alpha? I mean, he certainly carries himself like an alpha, but like, here's the good news, right? Any NBA team that is worth a damn has two alphas. The question is, do you have an alpha or do you have two alphas that can make each other better? Do you have two alphas that can complement one another? Um, I think RJ Barrett is capable of complimenting another great player and being complimented by another great player. Um, who is that player? We'll see. I think, you know, the playmaking, um, you'd still, you still want to see a little bit more there. Um, but again, happy to be patient with that. Tonight's certainly not the night to pick nits about RJ Barrett. He's freaking awesome. And he was freaking awesome tonight, but again, only two assists, like, Although, you know what, he, he was letting the game come to him and the Heat were basically saying, like, look, if you're going to beat us, beat us. They weren't double, They weren't sending hard doubles. And by the way, when they sent the hard double, he made the pass. And that I loved. It was a sequence in the fourth quarter, one of the few good sequences they had in the fourth quarter, where I think the double came, although maybe it was a double on Randall, I'm forgetting. But, like, I thought when the pass was there to be made, I thought RJ made the pass tonight. So, um, yeah, good job by him. Uh, another one from Alex. What miracle does Tibbs need at this point to make it to next year? Um, I don't think he needs a miracle. I think the front office needs to feel like they're all on the same page. Um, again, like this notion that that I'm not going to get into the Tibbs thing tonight, but like it's not about X's and O's, and it's it's not about. I mean, it is about rotations, but it's not about rotations. Um, you know, he's the guy they hired. Um, if they decide they want someone different than the guy they hired, they'll go in a different direction. That's really all I can tell you. Uh, I think RJ developing into a star in the second half is the only saving grace for him. No, RJ's development is not like Tibbs job is going to be saved or not saved based on other stuff. Um, that has nothing to do with R.J. Barrett. I mean, maybe R.J. Barrett goes to bat for him, and that'll probably help. But, um, you know, that's there's a lot of other stuff at play, and, you know, well, that'll play out. I, I At this point, if you ask, ask me, do I think he's back? I know I made a prediction today that I think he would be. I don't know. I think it's coin flip. Uh, M.L. Nair. Tough loss, but, hey, the missed free throws um, – Tough loss, but hey, they missed free throws, but many of those turnovers were from guys not used to playing with each other. Yeah, which is going to be one of the one of the many challenges they face down the stretch as young players continue to play together who have not played together and who probably are not ready to um, play big minutes um, in an NBA game. But uh, this is what this is what people want, and uh, this is what this is what we're going to get. Uh, JD, an efficient 46 points against the Heat defense. Yeah. All that needs to be said about this game, at least. All right. We got over 100 likes, or we have 100 likes. If you are enjoying this or uh, want to help us out, feel free to hit the old like button. 
And uh, thank you, everybody, for coming and hanging out on a Friday night. I'm sure there are better things to do than commiserate about this miserable team. Um, but we do have one good thing tonight. So I'm happy others can join me in this uh, uh, muted celebration of R.J. Barrett's career evening. Uh, forgotten NYC. Did you catch that weird Batman and RJ commercial? Um, I did not because um, I, again, I'm watching, I watched tonight on the uh, heats feed. I heard about it. I will watch it at some point. I apologize. I can't comment on it because I haven't seen it, but I did hear about it. Uh, Kevin Danishevsky. All right, here we go. I think we got a fake trade coming. If the Knicks get a top five pick, then just quick plus Randall plus that pick, which could be an Ivy type or, hey, maybe maybe Jaden Ivy. Um, plus whatever other picks are needed to get it done, maybe throw in Cam. I know the young player, but top five is great. Um, I, I – what did I pitch this? I think I pitched on Monday. I think I pitched on Monday uh, in my – I pitched a few fake Julius Randle trades and I think I put it uh, if the Knicks get in the top four, they could trade uh, that pick plus Randall plus whatever other picks, maybe another young player um, to New Orleans for, for Zion and uh, New Orleans would have to send back salary as well. Um, does Mitch go back in that deal? I mean, Mitch is from New Orleans but then you'd probably be talking about uh, Valanchunas coming back. Uh, Valanchunas is not a uh, Thibodeau um, center, so more reason that they might show Tibbs the door. Um, if you get Valanchunas back in the deal, like I guess you're not playing Zion at the five, but then again, he probably doesn't want to play at the five. Like I don't know. There's so many things. But then again, like I don't know. If I get a top five pick in the draft, it, well, not top five. I think – like to me, I'm I'm not really I'm not I haven't fully dug into this draft yet, but my my impression of this draft is that like I think Smith and Holmgren are like legit, real deal. Like get those guys if you can get them. I think Ivy is in that category. You know, you get into the Banchero, like there's some question marks there, and then you get into your your AJ Griffins and like does the kid from Kentucky declare and like all this other stuff. I don't know, but like if you get a, a pick that high, do you want to trade it for a guy plus whatever else you have to give up with the track record of a Zion? I think, you know, I don't know. I, I think a lot of people would I think probably smart. The, the easy decision would be to, to make the trade. Um, especially if a guy like Zion wants to come to your franchise, despite all the issues, like, He's a franchise changer. Um, and you pair him with RJ Barrett. I mean, you know, but I don't know. Depends. They have to get into that top of the draft first. And uh, that's not going to be easy. Um, Kevin Danishevsky with one more. Something minor I noticed. I rarely ever see RJ miss a free throw short anymore. He almost always misses long or to the side with his three, not too worried. Uh, yeah, I'm not worried about the free throw shooting. I think it's like, a season-long blip. I'm not worried about it, though. Um, Quentin Grimes just tweeted out, thank you, Andrew Claudio, for passing this along. Everything's all good, y'all. Good to hear. Good to hear, Quentin. Um, and Juanon. 
Obi needs a jumper before he plays more than 15 minutes per game unless there are players to stretch the floor at every other spot. He's a 6'7 center. Uh, right now he is, and he's a 6'7 center who doesn't bring a lot of toughness and can't really rebound that well and has, I'll say, limited rim protection abilities. So what did I just describe? Uh, a not terribly helpful player. Uh, but, you know, um, he's going to get time. I hope the jump shot comes along. I love Obi Toppin. I still believe in Obi Toppin. I want to see more of Obi Toppin. I'm a big fan of Obi Toppin. Um, he's just not a terribly helpful player right now, without, especially without a guy like Rose to help, you know, or any real point guard to help throw him passes. Um, it's just amazing how limited this team is. Um, but, you know, this is what they are. Um, Robert Cross, uh, I think this might be our last comment of the night. Um, John, I don't want Zion. I have more confidence in Dunkin' Donuts than him. <laughs> Look, I think the Zion conversation is going to run for the rest of the year and into the offseason. I think I'll, I'll end by saying this. I'll end with a Zion point and an RJ point. Um, if, if you can get a Zion Williamson on your team, you know, you, you kind of have to do it unless you, unless you are convinced. Like, if, it, like if, if, if you could get him without giving up like a top four pick in this draft, like it's not even a question. Like give up whatever future bullshit you have to give up. Um, if you if you talk about giving up a top four pick in this draft, th- you I mean you to to say no to that deal, you have to be convinced. Jaden Ivey is like, you know, poor man's John Morant or something, um, or like Chet Holmgren is like what we always wanted Porzingis to be, or like whatever. Like because the talent is there with Zion and he is when he's on the floor, he's absolutely a game changing force as far as like, how does he affect the team's culture? Can you build a culture around? Can you build a winning culture around that guy in terms of like, like I don't know how you judge how the whole new Orleans thing has gone. Like Anthony Davis kind of, gave up on New Orleans and that dude won a championship. He also was with LeBron James. So I don't know. I just don't know. It's a really complicated situation. And by the way, again, it's not like the Knicks are going to be the only team bidding for his services. There will be so many other teams that will say we want in on this guy. If, 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 if he's available this summer. So we'll see. Um, That said, I'm going to end on an RJ point. And I'll just say, it, I, I'm not. I'm not holding my breath for Zion. I'm not holding my breath for anybody. I am. If I'm a Knicks fan, which I am, sadly, and I'm looking to go to sleep tonight with a smile on my face, and for the rest of this year, I'm saying, look, I think we have a front office that may not be great, but has learned from maybe their mistakes over the last few years. And at the very least, after two and a half seasons at the helm, 
um, we'll be able to re, re, regroup this summer and say, okay, we have all of our picks. We're going to have a good pick in this draft. We have some interesting young talent. And we have one guy, one guy who we know is part of our future. Given where we have been, the Knicks have been as a franchise over the last 20 years, there are a lot worse places to be than that. So if you have confidence still in the front office, they know what they're doing. And I'm not saying that you necessarily should because I'm not sure they've earned it. Um, But if you do have that confidence and you think that they've been able to maybe perhaps learn from their mistakes, um, the fact that they have this kid to build around, I think that's enough to make you feel good moving forward. Um, I think the pick this year will matter. I think what they do with Julius will matter. I think, Another player or two on this team has to pop, but all things considered, tonight was a step in the right direction for the Knicks, and it was a massive leap in the right direction for RJ Barrett. So, um, you know, shitty game, but we've had a lot of them this season. Um, on that note, I'm signing off. Uh, thanks, everybody, for coming and joining me on a Friday night, uh, and I will see you back uh, from the normal friendly confines on Sunday afternoon. Peace out.